Hi this is Chitra and you're listening to Hello Educator. It's time for another episode of Mango Science Radio. Today, Science Educator Obili Chandran is back with a fascinating account of an astronomical event known as a solar cycle. From learning about the flipping of the earth's poles to solar flares and sunspots, here's your chance to add some interesting and simple astronomical jargon to your knowledge bank. Hi Mango Science radio listeners, Obli Chandran here. Uh it's been quite a while since I did a radio episode, but it was because again I was occupied with uh, different work, but I'm glad to be back again uh, talking to you on this episode. Uh, today I'm going to talk about an interesting uh, event that some of you may have already heard of but not quite sure what it means. So I'm talking about an event that is associated with our star that is the sun. So just like how we have uh, on earth the magnetic field like the north pole or south pole which is evident from the fact that your magnetic compass works the very reason uh, your magnetic compass works showing you the north south direction is a testimony that earth has magnetic field if earth did not have a magnetic field the magnetic compasses would not work at all so now just like how we have a magnetic field which is owing its reason to the presence of charged particles at the core of the earth we have uh, in the form of a moving electrically charged lava or or you call it a hot uh, uh, piece of lava that is moving around in the core of earth that is the reason why the magnetic field has been is generated similarly any planet or star which has an active core or where there are electrically charged particles that's moving around they will generate a magnetic field for example jupiter has magnetic field or other planets have magnetic field but for example moon does not have a magnetic field because the core is no longer active and uh, so uh, accordingly the magnetic field is not non existent for all practical purposes but any given star we all know that stars are huge balls of electrically charged gas like all these things continuously move around so and this charged gas as it moves it it's generating a powerful magnetic field our magnetic field of the earth is rather weak but the power of the magnetic field of the sun is really enormous so and it's another interesting thing even as we speak uh, uh, here on earth the north pole and south pole the polarity of the magnetic field keeps continuously changing it moves so after a given point of time what is today known as the north pole will eventually flip to become the south pole so the north pole and south pole keep changing like they uh, flip their polarity in a uh, fixed frequency of time a similar thing happens on the sun and we call it a solar cycle where the north pole of the magnetic field north pole of the magnetic field of the sun and the south pole they flip uh, once in every 11 years and you call it um, a solar cycle so now why am i talking about this in this particular episode is because the one such a cycle has just begun for our sun so it is going for the next 11 years a new cycle i can rather say it a new solar cycle has begun for our sun So let me explain you what this solar cycle means. Like I said, the the polarity of uh, the sun's north pole and south pole switch places once about every 11 years. 
Okay, so now here we are on Earth. We have a magnetic compass, and we have the compass to tell us which is north and which is south. And over time, when the polarity flips, our magnetic compass will respond accordingly. By changing direction, we will know if the polarity is actually flipping. So, how do we do something or find something if the polarity of the sun is actually changing? We can't obviously go to the surface of the sun, have a magnetic compass, and you know check for the polarity shift. But again. there's another way which a scientist used to keep track of the movement of this polarity the north poles and south poles of the sun the magnetic north poles and south poles the the one way is by observing the solar activity on the surface of the sun sun we all know so very active uh, currently in, in in its mid ages uh, and it's very well active and it's uh, still pumping out a lot of energy keeping the entire uh, living system here on earth you know going on the solar activity what i mean by here is not the default functioning of the sun that is by way of generating the light and heat required for life or all the other planets to to receive the warmth or the gravity to keep keep moving around the sun but i'm talking about the surface level activity in terms of for example solar flares or you call them sometimes you call uh, coronal mass ejections where huge chunk of materials are spewed out of the sun from the surface Uh, and also sunspots sunspots are relatively dark spots that you can find on the sun if you have a proper solar filter and we have a good binoculars attached to the solar filter or a telescope attached to the solar filter if the sunspots are really lot in the sun you can see like small black dots on the surface of the sun you call them solar uh, or sunspots so those sunspots are nothing but the regions on the surface of the sun that are relatively colder compared to the rest of the sun so the, the reason why they are black or why white happens is another discussion but those sunspots correlate or rather those sunspots appear i mean the number of sunspots actually are connected to this cycle of the solar cycle of the sun so now when the solar activity is minimal when the sun is like in its least active period in the entire solar cycle you will see that the number of sunspots on the surface of the sun is also very very less sometimes hardly one or two sunspots you can spot here and there but it hardly has any sunspots during its minimum period now once the cycle is begin once you go past that minimum period then the as the north pole and the south pole start flipping start moving around changing their orientation these solar activities build up so in that period as it's building up to a maximum you will see lot of solar flares lot of coronal mass ejections and also the number of sunspots that you find on the surface of the sun also increase dramatically so since uh, we were in a solar minimum uh, uh, i think it it was in the month of december 2019 or january february 2019 the the scientists already observed that the sun was at the minimum at least active period so they were sort of waiting for the sunspots to reappear again like they they hardly had any sunspots in the month of january february uh, or december for in 2019 and they were they knew the sun was in a solar minimum and they were waiting for the sunspots to reappear again and they were waiting for the moment to confirm that the sun is going past the solar minimum and eventually it will reach the solar maximum so now recently i think couple of weeks ago or 3 weeks ago scientists officially declared that the solar minimum the new cycle is begin where the sunspots have started to appear now we are heading towards 
solar maximum so this entire cycle takes about 11 years and one of the interesting things about uh, the entire sunspots or the solar activity of the sun is that um, it's not only uh, uh, helps us helps the scientists learn about the sun or what is or uh, going on inside the sun so to to basically know more about the sun but also here on earth the effect of the increasing solar activity can directly be felt sometimes it can be harmful sometimes it can be wonderful to watch because the northern lights and the southern lights that you normally used to uh, the we call them aurora borealis and aurora australis that is in the northern hemisphere and southern hemisphere where you see the green colored light that that is like a uh, spread across the sky if you are in northern latitudes like in norway or in iceland in close to arctic circles the reason you get those northern lights is because the solar of the solar activity of the sun the the materials thrown out from the surface of the sun if they are headed in the direction of the earth and they in, they come they hit interact with the particles on the earth's atmosphere like oxygen and nitrogen and they release this emit this beautiful colored lights that you see in the sky and since it earth behaves like a magnet all these charged particles are guided along the towards the poles like even if you take a magnet you see the magnet's maximum strength is at the ends not in the middle so just like that all the charged particles are guided towards the poles and that is the reason why you observe these lights closer to the poles or the northerly latitudes or much southerly latitudes so now when the solar activity increases it is natural that more and more number of particles are headed towards earth from the sun and you will see the increased activity in the northern lights or the southern lights which is of course if you are planning for a visit um, to to norway or iceland to observe these northern lights the coming years will be very very fruitful because your probability of observing the northern lights are higher because the sun is getting into an active mode so that is one thing that is the good part of it but there is another part of it that is also harmful like these solar activities when there is a huge coronal mass ejections or solar wind that is headed towards the earth and they happen to hit earth like they can damage the satellites that are orbiting the electronics in the satellite or even on a really big massive solar wind or a solar storm as you call it the even the electricity grid on earth could be impacted uh, at the worst case could be a global power outage like when the entire uh, world goes out of power because of the interference of the solar wind with the electrical grid system so also sometimes when uh, for example an astronaut is in the international space station and they're planning for a, a space walk uh, outside of their uh, uh, space station it would be harmful to be impacted by this solar wind so they will have to stay inside the uh, uh, spacecraft uh, uh, to to ensure that they're not impacted by it so all these satellites and the people inside the satellites they are going to be affected by these solar winds and it is important to keep a track of all the solar winds that are coming so of course there are dedicated satellites like soho and uh, other satellites which track the solar winds or the solar activity on the surface of the sun and they give us some reasonable time not reasonable time but about 45 minutes to 1 hour before such a major event can impact the earth but again that 1 1 hour or 45 minutes is not a lot of time but still that is the technology that we have today so people are trying to understand uh, better and better about how to predict these events on when the solar flares are going to occur or coronal mass ejections but that is what uh, solar cycle is all about once every 11 years the polarity keeps uh, flipping and as it flips we observe the flip in terms of the activity on the surface of the sun and sunspots is one of them 
so officially we are entering the next cycle and hopefully we get to see more and more northern lights because of that thank you guys this has been a little long but i hope i found this uh, useful and interesting and informative and uh, i'm also glad to be back again i'll catch you again uh, next week with another interesting piece of information or episode bye I hope you enjoyed this episode. To receive your daily dose of science stories, don't forget to subscribe to Mango Science Radio. We welcome stories from across the globe. So, if you're a science enthusiast and would like to contribute to Mango Science Radio, please WhatsApp us at 9952243541. Your feedback is valuable and keeps us motivated. So, feel free to share your views in the form of an audio message on WhatsApp. Thank you so much for listening to Hello Educator. Remember to tune in for the next episode.